0: Dino Files. Welcome back to Dino Files. This is episode 29. Uh, coming up on episode 30. Feels pretty good. Uh, I'm going to apologize. I have been just, <clears throat> just awful at uh, keeping up with the show over the past few weeks. Uh, I have no excuse other than I've been incredibly busy, and uh, there's really nothing that I can do about it. Um, but I'm doing the show right now, and I'm going to release this. It'll probably be out by Friday. I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, the uh, 27th of September. Well, 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 well. There's been a lot of news going on, um, a lot of shit that, that really just isn't important. Um, one of the things that blew up was, uh, Trump's UN speech in which he called, uh, Kim Jong-un Rocket Man. And I thought that was, uh, I actually thought that was funny. And everybody else is like, oh my god, we're all gonna die! No, we're not. It's fine, don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> that sounds reductive, and maybe I'll, I'll dive deeper into that. I've done it before. I've explained why North Korea isn't a threat before. Um, or isn't a threat right now. But, um, let's see... I think the biggest piece of news that I actually want to tackle first, and we're just going to get right into this, guys, I think the biggest piece of news that I actually want to tackle first is uh, Trump's tax plan, or the the new tax plan that was announced, uh, and that was talked about for a long time before it was announced. Uh, There are a few holes that that we're not really sure about, uh, about what's going to happen, but this is from Zero Hedge, I'm just kind of going to break down the, the basic points the way that they have them bulleted out. Um... Individual tax brackets are changing. Uh, we're going to have three, most likely 12, 25, and 35% brackets. Uh, that's going to replace the seven that exists right now. No changes to capital gains. Uh, 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 let me look. Uh, yeah, changes to method for indexing brackets to inflation. So they're going to change the way they do that. Uh, what, what actually we don't know about that is they were talking about a possible. Uh, top rate above 35% that they could use to keep it from becoming uh, too, too aggressive. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit aggressive just because you're going to have people in like the 10% bracket that are kicked up to 12%, um, but for everyone else it should be fine as long as you're not on that bubble, you know, the 15-25% bubble is is something that's going to be interesting, uh, and you know, that's actually something we don't know, is what are the breakpoints for income that's going to put you in different brackets Uh, individual tax breaks this is the biggest change and this is something that I'm actually kind of happy about Uh, I don't think it goes far enough but uh, this I think is good the standard deduction is nearly doubled for many households Uh, state and local tax deduction is eliminated mortgage and charity breaks are protected but those are the only ones that still exist there's a uh, the child tax credit gets a little bigger Uh, there's a $500 tax credit for households with non-child dependents um there is uh still an exemption of uh, municipal bond income and it repeals the personal exemption uh what we don't know about that is uh we don't know how the child tax credits are going to change and uh specific changes to the earned income tax credit we actually don't know but uh business taxes this is the ones that the this is where the democrats start to get all all huffy uh what we know Corporate tax rate uh, is going to 20%, down from 35%. Uh, Tax rate on businesses reported on individual returns at 25%. Limits on deductions for interest for corporations. Allows immediate write-offs of business investment uh, for at least five years. Preserves tax breaks for research and low-income housing. Uh, Repeals deduction for domestic manufacturing. What we don't know about it is the rules to prevent business owners from reclassifying wages as business income. Details of interest deduction limits. What happens to investment write offs after five years, and which other tax breaks survive? Corporate foreign income. This is actually one of the interesting things. This is all that repatriation that we're talking about. Uh, A one-time tax on stockpiled foreign profits. Higher one-time tax on cash than on illiquid foreign assets. And a tax-free repatriation of future foreign profits. So we're basically getting a one-time repatriation tax. Uh, What we don't know is the specific one-time tax rates. And uh, rules to prevent companies from shifting profits abroad. Uh, we're not sure what regulations are going to come down. Other changes. Uh, repeals the estate tax. Thank God. Repeals alternative minimum tax. Uh, what we don't know, which households pay more and which pay less. That's That goes back to the, uh, we don't know where the income breaks are. And how much the tax plan would add to the deficit, which I think is going to be significant. Because uh, not only are they, again, doubling standard deductions, but they're also... Uh, going to be lowering taxes for a lot of people. Um, I think if they do uh, another bracket, they're just going to put it at forty-five because right now we're at thirty-nine point, Or I'm sorry, at forty because right now we're at thirty-nine point six on our highest bracket. Um, I think the highest income earners are going to end up paying forty. I think I don't think we're going to have three. I think we're going to have four, and I think it's going to end up with forty on the top. But this all depends upon uh, this passing the House and Senate. Uh, Trump will sign this, no problem. Um, and I would think that the Senate would probably... No, maybe not the Senate. I don't know. Man, things are so weird now with the way that Republicans and Trump aren't getting along. Um, I think uh, Republican leadership would probably be behind this, but your your McCains and stuff like that might... They're kind of on a fuck Trump you know, binge right now, so I'm not sure if it's going to go very well for them. But... Those are the new taxes. Um, uh, if it ends up passing, uh, of course, the Democrats are saying that it's going to be some you know major windfall for rich people, which uh, I don't actually see here. Um, your 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 taxes on uh, earned income are going to be in the same range. It uh, Gets rid of the thirty three percent and twenty eight, right? So. Somewhere in that bubble between 30, the 33% bracket and the 28% bracket, you're going to have people dropping to 25 and jumping to 35%. Um, and, and again, we don't know where those breaks are. Uh, I think they're probably doing, if I were them, what I would be doing is massive, massive uh, research into who are the people who are going to be on the bubble wherever we set these limits. Because that's going to depend on the political success. Like, the political success of this is going to depend on how many people you don't piss off. So, again, taxes. Nobody likes paying more taxes. So, I, I think that's what they're going to have to do to, de- to decide the income breakpoints. I don't think it's going to be math. I think it's going to be demographic research. Uh, which is dumb. But also, taxation is dumb anyway. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, the only reason I cover this, again, you know, I'm an anarchist, this is an anarchist show, the, the reason that I cover this is because this is politics, and, and politics is, is what fascinates and interests me. Um, taxation is theft at any rate, we know this, but I, uh, I still think this is fascinating. This is a very interesting move um, for conservatives. Honestly, conservatives should love this. Uh, Democrats are going to have a problem with it because Republicans are in power. But I am not entirely sure what legitimate issues Democrats can bring up about this. Um, it's going to depend on where some of those breakpoints are and stuff, but I, I really don't see too much change here. Corporate tax, of course, drops, it Drops, but uh, you know, for Democrats, that always means rich get richer, which is fine, Like if that's the way you want to read into that. Uh, conservatives are going to read into that as uh, making doing business in the United States look better. Same for the repatriation stuff. Um, I don't know. This just this really really interests me. I like the simplification aspects of it. I'm not gonna lie. From a uh, from a political science perspective, I really like the uh, simplicity of this plan. Um, the way that it simplifies things it gets rid of a lot of the deductions and credits and things like that. It keeps the mortgage uh, the mortgage interest credit, which is dumb. If you ever do the math on a mortgage interest credit, um, you don't buy a house for a tax credit. The math doesn't work. But, uh, you know, outside of that, charity break stay, which is fine, I guess. Like, that's whatever. Uh, the child tax credit's going up. Again, the standard deductions are going up. This is going to be good, I think, for the poor, for the most poor, for people who have enough tax, or who uh, have enough income to actually have tax liability. I think this is going to be good. I think this is also going to be... Um, by that, I mean I think they're going to be paying less. But this is also going to be... It's going to be interesting for the 50% of households that actually don't have any tax liability. Getting rid of a lot of these credits is going to cause uh, some of them to have to pay now, and it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, overall, though, I'm, I'm very interested in this. Again, taxation is theft at any level, but I, I do think this is interesting. It's From a political science perspective, it's a fascinating way to address the tax issue. Ah, uh, I'm done talking about taxes. Let's move on. Um, you guys know me. You know I'm going to be talking about free speech. This is from Fire. Louisiana State University suspends free speech and freedom of assembly until further notice. This is fucking illegal as fuck. I'm, I'm like 99% sure that there's going to be lawsuits over this. News has been trickling out of Louisiana State University where a student's tragic death is being used by the administration to justify clamping down on the fundamental rights of its students, including freedom of speech and assembly. Some of those unconstitutional restrictions have been relaxed, while most remain in place indefinitely. Following the death of freshman Maxwell Groover, LSU declared a week of September 18 through 25 a week of reflection. In a widely circulated document, the university lays out what conduct was prohibited during the week of reflection. It's a staggering document prohibiting Greek students from engaging in a huge range of activities, from tailgating to designed uh, to designated driving programs. One struggles to see how they could, that could possibly go wrong to blood drives, on- or off-campus programs, and uh, socials, even study groups. There were a huge number of instances in which such a policy clearly infringes upon freedom of assembly, considering that Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, wow, I got that right, when Jews regularly come together to celebrate occurred during the week of reflection, and LSU is home to the Jewish fraternity Sigma Alpha Mu, some applications of this policy could arguably even violate students' freedom of religion. If this strikes you as an uncharitable interpretation of these rules, consider this. When asked how the university could possibly distinguish between an organized tailgate, for example, and a gathering of friends before a football game, LSU Director of Media Relations Ernie Ballard gave this troubling answer. Quote, students are being told that groups of 10 or more from a Greek organization would be an organized tailgate, which is a suspended activity. And quote. The answer to how LSU would distinguish gatherings of friends from official events then seems to be that it won't. Which is very interesting. It's kind of like the, uh, the uh, infamous answer to the porno question. Um, how do you know what is a, uh, a piece of material that serves nothing but the period interest? And uh, the answer is, I know it when I see it. Uh, there's a little bit more complication, actually, to that case and to what actually happened to lead to that answer and what that act- answer actually entails. But uh, it's, uh, it's a good uh, way to illustrate sort of the thinking These regulations remain in place until further notice, quote, until further notice, and there's no indication as to when they will relent. As the document uh, ominously puts it, it is, um, quote, it is important to understand that there will be no return to normal. There will be a movement to a new understanding of how the Greek system will operate. Regarding these restrictions, LSU alums and uh, First Amendment lawyer Scott Sternberg told FIRE, ever since the tragic passing of Maxwell Groover, LSU has been, this is a quote, by the way, block quote, Ever since the tragic passing of Maxwell Groover, LSU has been focused not only on curbing, binge drinking, and hazing, as it should, but also on the rights of adults to speak and assemble on issues that they care about. If LSU were interested in educating these young adults on making better choices, I would think that part of that education is instilling in them what rights they have and how to use those rights responsibly amidst this tragic situation. Uh, Skipping a bit. While we are not surprised that this policy emerged from a red light institution, red light is one of the uh, ways that fire uh, rates... Universities based on their free speech policies. Especially one against which FIRE has sponsored a stand-up for free speech lawsuit. A stand-up for speech lawsuit. These documents represent a disturbing display of disdain for constitutional rights at a public university. It's understandable that LSU would want to take steps to avoid another tragic loss of a student, but unconditional regulations are simply not legitimate, part of the public institution's toolbox, and they must end immediately. Yeah, LSU is over here fucking up pretty badly. Um, You can't do that. You can't, as a public organization, as a public institution, you can't just tell your student body or people generally that they are not allowed to assemble. And uh, frankly, the, this is one of the interesting things on there was the religious aspect of it. Practice their religion that that, that is um, highly unconstitutional and uh, unethical. And I would think that LSU would be. Uh, it's such a big school with with such a footprint and. And it's so recognizable I would think that they wouldn't make these kinds of mistakes sometimes you see these at smaller schools, but damn for such a big school to make this kind of mistake is uh it's ridiculous look somebody died and that makes sense but I mean it makes sense that you would want to do something about that but hold a, a a thing do a thing like don't 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 shut down free speech on your or free assembly on your campus for your Greek students when Uh, That's not fucking legal. And you're opening yourself up to a lawsuit. Of course, they have been. uh, That's what a red light policy means on fire. Fire is kind of... The policy is the green light, yellow light, and red light. Yellow light is there's a possible possible issue, and red light is you're begging for a lawsuit. And uh, I think these people are begging for a lawsuit with this. This is insanity. But it's a public institution. They don't know the limits of their power. They do not know what they are allowed to do and not do. We know this because all public institutions act like this. All public institutions act like they can just do whatever they want, whenever they feel like, and uh, they will use whatever they need to use to justify it. I find this disgusting. <sighs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Um. Oh, yeah, FIRE's doing banned Books Week. I should cover this before we move on too much. Uh, banned Books Week. FIRE staffers reveal their favorite band to challenge books. Um, banned books are a lot of fun. It's it's really fun to do something around banned books because it gets a lot of people who are sort of independent thinkers and stuff. It it, it introduces you to different books and 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 you want to read these because it tells you what they're looking at and what they're looking for. Uh, nineteen eighty four was banned for a while because it promoted communism, or so they said, which is interesting. Um, you know, nineteen eighty four. I mean, I mean, say what you want about about Orwell but man 1984 does not necessarily promote communism Um, uh, The books that have been banned I'm just going to go through this list this is a list of uh, books that fire staffers put together uh, this there kind of picks Golden Compass His Dark Materials Um, Golden Compass is is interesting Uh, I'm not going to dig too deep into it but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of religious fervor about Golden Compass Uh, Catcher in the Rye of course (laughs) Lord of the Flies Brave New World, uh, Brave New World, of course, that is one of the, Brave New World, good read, guys, really good read, um, Where's Waldo, very interesting, uh, Flowers for Algernon. I don't know what that is, but I've heard of it, and, uh, I have never, ever read it, <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, which blows me away, Howl, another poem by Alan Ginsberg, The Giver by Lois Lowry. Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess. Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. That's a weird one. Uh, Where the Wild Things Are by Maury Sandak, one of my favorite books as a child. Uh, the Rabbit's Wedding by Gareth Williams. The Things They Carry by Tim O'Brien. That's the book that got my brother reading. My, that's I believe uh, that is the book that my brother read, and that's what made him interested in reading, I think, is actually that book. Um, or at least more interested than he was. Made, made reading... Uh, more than tolerable for him I think is probably the only way that I can characterize it without him actually here to tell me how he feels Uh, (laughs) Um, The Kite Runner uh, by Khalid Hossini I've read that it's okay The Glass Castle I read that I thought it was garbage but you shouldn't ban books Lolita that's an interesting one to ban Um, Lolita's a fascinating book it is ooh there's some stuff in Lolita that is uh, my god Um, Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein Animal Farm by George Orwell, which is an interesting one to ban. Uh, Animal Farm actually is part of high school curriculum, where I am. Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt uh, Vonnegut. Doesn't surprise me either. Some of this beat stuff is... People come down pretty hard on some of this beat stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a list of banned books for you to go read. Um, I uh, Again, reading banned books is, is kind of important so that you can look for... See what they're looking for. Uh, see what they are saying is uh, harmful to culture. That's the only reason they ban books is because they think it's harmful to kids, basically. Uh, Which is ridiculous. Alright. A little bit more news. Trump loosens limits on drone strikes and raids. This is from the 5th Column News. Uh, Mirror from Reprieve. The Trump administration is set to dismantle Obama-era restrictions on drone strikes and ground raids outside traditional war zones. It's emerged. International Human Rights Organization Reprieve has found that since Trump took office, at least 30 civilians have been killed in ground raids and drone strikes in Yemen, where the U.S. is not formally at war, and we weren't during the last two administrations either. The number includes women and children. Earlier this year, a judge in D.C. ruling that the case in Yemeni, uh, the case of a Yemeni drone victim, said that congressional oversight of the drone program and related military activities was a joke. Commenting, Maya Director Reprieve's Maya sorry, Director Reprieve said. Quote: This proposal is a foreign policy disaster. The U.S. has had the, uh, the U.S. has the right to defend itself against imminent attack, but as our recent investigation in Yemen shows, the drone strike program has already moved far from that, selecting targets on the basis of shaky intelligence and killing hundreds of people, including children. Loosening the already poor safeguards in place will cause more innocents to die, stoke the flames of extremism, and do nothing to make Americans safer. Uh, big fucking duh on that one. Uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, this is. I mean, I'm one of those guys, along with many other anarchists and libertarians, who have been talking about the drone strike program for a, a number of years now. Um, well, really, since 9-11. Uh, people have been saying that this shit is bad and wrong. Never seems to matter, though, which is interesting. Uh, it's, it's a little upsetting, actually, but Whatever. Uh, interesting news in uh, independence movements Uh, I just want to cover a little bit about uh, Catalan they're basically being dissolved their government is uh, essentially being dissolved by uh, Spanish police and military fascinating thing there Catalan wanted to vote uh, to go independent they are uh, at least from my understanding they are uh, one of the more industrial areas of Spain where a lot of production happens and things like that Seeing Spain, the rest of Spain as a drag on their economy, and so they said, "Fuck it, we we want to go, we want to go separate." And uh, that's effectively been quashed by the Spanish government. They uh, they came in and they said no, and they uh, commandeered a couple of ships, as far as I can tell, uh, commandeered a couple of uh, of cruise ships. One of them with Looney Tunes painted all over it. They shipped a bunch of cops in to uh, to crush the rebellion. It's amazing. Kurdistan as well. Kurds want to go independent. I don't have a problem with any of that. Um, I, look, I, I, nations going independent from larger nations, uh, federal uh, federal systems falling apart, things like that. That is all music to my ears. I don't. I don't really care. Um, I, I mean, government getting more and more local. I think is a good thing. And um, you know, it. It just. I don't know. I. I don't care about. To me, if a group of if a group of people, if a place says we want to be independent from the power of this other authority that's over there and they don't represent our interests and we want to represent ourselves and and represent our own interests, that to me is fine. And when the other government comes in and says, no, you're not allowed to do that, uh, it really tells you where where the uh, it tells you how government sees its people. Um, you're not you're not people, you are not individuals, you are fucking cattle. you are citizens, and you will remain so. They demand it. Because as soon as you lose faith in government, they start to lose their power. Well, you lose faith in government enough to decide to split apart from it. and the government's gonna come in and say, "Fuck you. No, you're not allowed. It makes perfect sense. All right. Well, well, well. At this point, I've covered all the news I really want to talk about. And I want to talk about something else. I was texting with a friend of mine the other day. Uh, last night, in fact. And uh, we were talking about... We talked a little bit about North Korea earlier in the day. And then later on in the day, he uh, he gets a hold of me. And he says, uh, You see the shit about the Cowboys and football in general this, re- this weekend. Now, this is not me talking about the situation with the NFL and the Anthem, because that is a fucking stupid thing that nobody should be wasting their time thinking about. This is more about sort of where this conversation took us, and, and look, I, I will I will admit fully, and I mean, look, he'll probably listen to this, so I apologize for uh, going off like I do when talking about politics. I wrote a freaking novel to my friend, and I... I I feel bad for making my friend read through these rantings, (laughs) but, um, this is, uh, this is one of the, one of the things that we're talking about, uh, at the very beginning of it, I just say, yeah, Trump's populist and ignorant, you know, Republicans love the flag and he's talking to, you know, his crowd, and this is where, this is why I think this is a stupid thing that nobody should be thinking about, um... As I was having this conversation, this stuff that I, had, that I knew, but I wasn't really sure of some of the figures, so I had to do a little bit of Googling while I was talking to my friend. And The whole uh, anthem thing blows my mind because it was 2015 when the DOD uh, shut down a program where they were paying the NFL to hold military honors at football games and, and other professional sports outfits as well individual teams and and teams in different sports and they would pay them to hold military honors they were they're turning you know sports into a recruitment drive that's that's always been the point of all of this of the jet flyovers and the big flag and the and the um, you know national anthem and all that stuff it's always been a recruitment drive for the military and they banned it a couple of years ago supposedly but this is an organization the Pentagon lost 6.3 that's a low, low estimate. $6.3 trillion. They just lost it. They can't account for it. They don't know where it went. They just lost $6.3 trillion. That's a very conservative estimate. Most estimates say about six point five. The highest estimates I saw say about ten. $10 trillion. The whole thing is, is just ridiculous. And they also tried to cover up, we know this, the Pentagon tried to cover up billion in waste. And this wasn't like they lost $125 billion. No, they tried to cover this up. They tried to hide this from the public and from auditors. And it just, fuck. And that's what we talked about yesterday. We talked about how ridiculous it is that people are so concerned about whether or not a bunch of football players they don't know and will never meet are standing up for a song they didn't write. People are so concerned about that, but they don't care at all. If you ask half these people that are all pissed off, if I don't even care. If you ask half the people that are pissed off about it, and half the people who are who are in total support of, of the NFL, blah blah, blah whatever. If you took a, a good sample size from both of those sides and you asked them, were you aware that the Pentagon just magically lost $6.3 trillion and tried to hide $125 billion in waste, are you aware that that happened? They would say no. They would say no. And I don't know that I can blame them personally. I mean, it's not like this is, those. these are the top stories on the news. The top stories on the news are about a bunch of guys taking knees during a song that nobody wrote and a bunch of people who are pissed off about it. Those are the stories on the news, so I can't blame people personally for not knowing these facts. But I, I, I can't, I can't fathom. There's a guy, and and Liberty Weekly referred to this as well the other day. There's a guy, Jeff Kinani. He's a podcaster, and and a lot of you, if you're if you're major podcast people, you've probably heard of him and even listened to his shows. He's he's a pretty intelligent guy, but he has gone mad with Trump hate. <laughs> It's insane. This dude, his Twitter feed is at this point 95% hating on Trump and Republicans generally. And the other day when when the uh the new healthcare replacement bill was trying to get passed and stuff, he he said there's only one party trying to kill poor innocent people. <coughs> uh, sorry. And I sent him uh I posted several pictures of uh fucking dead kids from Obama's administration and Bush administration Yemeni and and Pakistani and stuff like that I posted a bunch of pictures of dead kids and I said hey this is I mean these are democrats doing this so I I don't know what you're talking about only one party trying to kill poor innocent people and uh you know he (laughs) Jeff Kanata he blocked Liberty Weekly Liberty Weekly came in and he was like yeah look at these assholes and then he Liberty Weekly got blocked but um Yeah, this is this is what's insane. These are people have lost their fucking minds, and it's over the stupidest shit. If you look at the actual, look at the actual um, uh, legal precedent that's been set down during the Trump administration. Look at the uh, just any, any anything governance related that's been done during the Trump administration. All of the effects. Of any government, of any governance that's happened during this administration is identical to the Obama administration and the Bush administration. It's identical. They haven't been able to repeal Obamacare. This tax plan, look, I doubt it's gonna happen. So, I mean, if you look at what's happened with actual governance, I mean, look, Barack Obama, his administration deported more than the Bush administration did more illegal immigrants were deported by the Obama administration than by the Bush administration. Obama cranked that shit up. That's one thing you're not going to hear about. There was a massive organization of uh, of uh, Dreamers who were shouting down Pelosi uh, at an event and telling Pelosi that it's the Democrats' fault as well. And, of course, nobody on network news covered that, that half of what these people were saying was that the Democrats weren't on Dreamers' side either, that the Democrats weren't on... Uh, on immigrant side either. All the network news covered, all the cable news covered, was that they were talking about, you know, the, Pelosi was getting shouted down by a bunch of people who were not happy about the Trump thing. That's all I that got covered. But they didn't actually watch the video. They certainly didn't actually fucking show the video where this organization, all these people, are shouting at Pelosi that Democrats don't give a shit either and they know it for a fact. This partisanship is, is insane. It's actually insane. I don't think I'm. I don't think that's hyperbole. I think there is actual mental damage being done to people. It's absolutely nuts. I it it, it blows my mind to see people who are legitimately intelligent people like Jeff Kanata absolutely have their entire personality eaten up by partisanship. It's insane. It's just that's the only word that I can say that describes this accurately. That's another thing I was talking to my friend about. I, I, I come from an outside perspective. I come from a perspective of somebody who has a certain amount of objectivity because I think both parties are shit. And so I can be brutally honest about what both parties do. I don't have to sugarcoat one party or the other. I hate them both. I hate government generally. I don't have to sugarcoat anything. And this is, this is something that allows me to look at this stuff and and you know be honest about it. In whatever case... In whatever case... I was talking to my friend about that and we got, you know, to look we got we started looking at the national debt too. It's 20 trillion dollars. And I was saying, look, we have an organization that was able to lose by the highest estimates of how much they lost, they were able to lose half of the national debt, 10 trillion dollars, the highest estimate estimations I've seen of what the Pentagon lost. Half of the national debt. They were able to just misfucking place. And of course they didn't misplace it. It went places. Those places just weren't logged. It doesn't even have to be as as crazy or as complex as a global conspiracy or, you know, World Bank, Rothschild, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Because everything that happens can be explained by your average everyday asshats and total incompetence at the top of an organization that is larger than really anyone can conceive of. Absolute morons and assholes. Greedy people. Enriching themselves... Because they sit at the top of an organization that is larger than any of us can conceive of. It doesn't have to be Rothschild. It doesn't have to be any of that. It doesn't have to be a big conspiracy. It's all very easily explained. And because it's so easily explained, I really think it would be easily fixed. Again, we have an organization that was able to lose half of the national debt by the largest estimates. Just lose it. You think we couldn't, I mean, you, you think they couldn't scrape together $20 trillion and just get rid of the debt now? Or over the next five years? They could absolutely do it. It would totally be doable. It, it's been, how long has it been since, since 9-11? That's 2001. It's been, oh God, almost two decades. It's been 16 years. So you take that, you, if you say if you say the 16 years, if you give yourself from, from the amount of time from 9-11 to now, if you gave that to government to scrape together what would probably at that time be... You know, by that time, probably be uh, twenty-five or thirty trillion dollars. Give them sixteen years or two decades to scrape to scrape together twenty-five or thirty trillion dollars. <laughs> they can do it. You could totally write this ship. You could totally write this ship. But you're never going to be able to, because you've got assholes and incompetence at the highest levels of an organization that's too large for any of us to conceive of. But nobody wants to see things that way. Everyone just wants to defend their team, or have a team. Why? It's something I'll never understand. Regardless, uh, these kinds of situations tend to make uh, people pretty depressed. And they tend to cause a little bit of existential angst. Like, is this whole thing going to come tumbling down before I can have a chance to fucking die already? And am I going to see the end of the world? Uh, That's something that people are legitimately afraid of. And I don't think that's anything to be afraid of. Not because I don't think it's going to happen... Again, I, I like I was telling my friend the other day. I think the North Korea thing is going to come to a head in the next generation, twenty-five years, and I think something's going to have to be done. I give it that twenty-five years because you know I happen to pay attention to the actual technology that we're told North Korea has. Their missiles aren't even computer guided; they couldn't hit the brown side of a bar, and let alone Guam. It's a crapshoot whether or not they could even hit Guam. So there's you know, but that's twenty-five years. You know, I'll certainly still be alive then, uh, you know, God willing. Uh, all of the, uh, you know, statistically, I'll probably still be alive then. So what's gonna happen? Well, uh, I think there's two ways to approach this kind of thing. I think one way is not to worry about it, which is probably fine. Uh, seriously, it's probably a legitimate way to approach it. Um, because the chances of you as an individual having any effect on any of this is nothing. And, uh, nothing you do is ever gonna matter. As an individual. Um... you can hook up with other people, get into groups. That's what I've chosen to do. I talk to like-minded people. We see what we can do to change people's minds, and just like that, every time Jeff kind posts something with that partisan bullshit, I, I pop in there with pictures of dead kids, saying, "Look, this isn't a party thing. This is a government thing." Um, yeah, people say it's gross, but it's it's not a it's, uh, it's, I'm saying it in a more callous way than I actually treat it when I do it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can choose to approach it in a number of ways. But don't get depressed about it. Don't let something as insignificant as, and really, truly insignificant, as a bunch of assholes sitting on top of the largest organization this world has ever seen, don't let that bother you. There's no real reason to. Uh, does it matter? Does it matter to you? Sure. Sure it does. It doesn't mean you have to care. If you want to care, there are things you can do. But I've seen a lot of people just get eaten up by anger. I've been I've been talking to anarchists and libertarians for a lot of years now. And I've seen a lot of them just get eaten up by anger and 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 go a little nuts. I've seen it happen. These they, they they're they're so invested in making a change in the world that when they don't see it happening and they and they don't see it coming to fruition the way that they imagined it would, it eats them up. And that's what's interesting. That's what's, that's what's important, I think, is you don't want to lose yourself to these concerns if you want to be concerned about it at all. I am. I'm interested. I'm fascinated by it. I love every minute of it. I think it's, I think it's amazing and interesting, and I think it's important. But you don't want to be consumed by it. I've seen it happen. It's not pretty. People totally lose their sense of humor. They, they absolutely forget how to be a person. And all they become is just some ranting ideologue. It's annoying. Don't let that happen to you. And if it starts to happen to me, please tell me, because I'm not, I'm not interested in being that guy. I got more, frankly, more interesting and important shit to live for than whether or not a bunch of assholes at the top of the largest organization the planet's ever seen care what I think. That's, I'm interested, I'm fascinated, I like to see things, I like to talk about things, I like to talk about ideas, I like to spread ideas, but I'm not going to lose myself to this crap. And you don't want to either. So to my, to my anarchists, to my libertarian friends out there, eh, tell a joke. Laugh, follow some humor accounts on Twitter. Make make yourself, I mean, make your life about more than just this. Because it can't just be about this. It shouldn't be. It's not healthy. Again, all of this. The politics today is just not healthy. It just isn't. Thanks very much for listening, you guys. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash dino show. You can find me on Twitter, at dino files. No hyphens, No no spaces, no dashes, no nothing. Uh, you can find this show and other shows. I'm still doing the uh, the anime show with Ryan. You can find this show and, and that show and all the other shows and all the shows, all the show shows. You can find them at AIRAD.io. There's donate buttons there as well. You can just go to AIRAD.io and donate to uh, whoever you want to donate to. It doesn't matter. So it's going to be around for another year. Just paid the subscription yesterday. That was, whew, stung a little bit, but uh, hey, this is fun for me, so it's worth it. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll uh, I'll see you guys next week. This show is part of the Alternative Internet Radio Podcast Network. For more great shows like this, visit AIR at AIRAD.io.